Hi guys, I want to welcome you to a new episode of Crowning Convos, where every jewel that you receive here gets you one step closer to receiving your crown from God. Now y'all, these jewels are not intended for you to just take them here, it stops here, and you just go on about your day. They are intended for you to go back and start your own conversation with God, where you will receive insight, instruction, and increase. I'm your host, Aaliyah, and I am so happy that you are joining me today. So y'all, we are on episode two of the Being Faithful in Confusion series, um, where God instructed me to quit my job and how he provided for me in that year. If you have no clue what I'm talking about, I want you to go back to the previous episode where I, I mentioned how God instructed me to quit my job, has fulfilled my obligations of paying my mortgage from September of last year to January 2024. I will not pay my mortgage again until January 2024. If you have no clue what I'm talking about, you would want to go back to the previous episode. So um, today we're going to pick up with, I told y'all last episode, God did not really allow me to share with people around me that I had quit my job. The only person, the first person who knew was my best friend. Um, but outside of that, no one else knew. And I'm going to start with when I actually did tell somebody who could help me. Um, in December, my uncle was here. Um, my uncle, he works in marketing. He was like a VP of a marketing company. So he had money. Um, but I, I didn't want to ask for it just because God had not led me to ask anybody for money. I had to trust that he would provide for me. But at this time, I was crossing that third month mark of where I had not paid my mortgage in three months. I had no clue how any of that worked. So I'm thinking once you hit that third mark, it's foreclosure and you're out on the street. I did not know that there was a whole process that went into it or anything like that. So what happened was one day we were both in the kitchen. He was working and I was walking around and he just saw it in my face that something wasn't right. He didn't know what it was, but he saw something wasn't right. And he ended up kind of pushing me in and getting it out of me. And I just started crying. I just started bawling and I let him know what happened, what I did. I quit my job, had no clue what I was going to do, hadn't paid my mortgage. I was scared. I didn't want to be homeless. My mom lived with me. And still at this time, I had not told my mom. So, you know, I had to deal with thinking, well, what is she going to think or what is she going to do when she is also homeless because of a decision that I made and didn't even tell her about. So, my uncle being the person that he was, he immediately, he immediately jumped into rescue mode. Like, you're not going to lose your house. I'm going to help you. We're going to do X, Y, Z. When you're going through something like this, you have to tell people, you have to tell us what's going on. Otherwise, we can't help you. X, Y, Z. So that's how that went. So I had a piece. I had a piece over that, like, okay, one, I finally told somebody, and two, I told somebody who could help me. So after that, I, I felt calm. I still, you know, was looking to work because my biggest thing was 
I didn't necessarily just want money because once I pay those months up, what happens if I'm still not working? I'm going to be late again and I'm going to have to borrow money again. So for me, I didn't just want money. I wanted a job. So I continued working. Well, excuse me. I continued looking for work. Now, at this time, I had actually started reaching out to a lot of my connects from the company that I had quit from. So people that I had established relationships with while I was there, um, directors and VPs of their department, I was reaching out to them like, hey, do you have any entry level roles that I could join in? Do you have this? Do you have that? And some of them would say, no, I don't have anything right now, but I have something coming up. Some of them would just say, I don't have anything right now. Maybe I could point you elsewhere, but I really wasn't getting anywhere. So I end December on that note. Now I will say my uncle, he stayed connected with me and we called the mortgage company together. He he did, he has a gift of gab and he got to talking to them because he really just wanted to know what was going on. So what he told me is that he was stalling um, by letting them know, yeah, she's going to have the money. She's going to come through with this. We're going to pay this and X, Y, Z. So, you know, he's like, niece, this is what they call stalling. So we just needed to get uh, where, where everything stands at. So then moving into the month of January, I'm still reaching out to resources. I have now humbled myself in a way where I'm not just checking in with the people that I know, but I'm reaching out to people on social media that I know work in high places and might need an assistant somewhere or might need, might know somebody who can place me somewhere. Like I'm reaching out to strangers that I've never talked to a day in my life, but I'm like, hi, I see you do this. I offer this, this, and this. Would you be interested in making me your assistant? Like, I was like that, but I wasn't, well, I can't say I wasn't ashamed. I was very much ashamed only because I was in this position because I quit my job. I wasn't fired or anything like that. I sent in a notice saying that I quit effective immediately. No two weeks notice, no preparation or anything like that. I did not get anywhere <laughs> with reaching out to those people. But that's fine. It, it wasn't meant. It wasn't meant for me to do that. So then moving forward, my uncle ended up realizing that he spoke too soon and wasn't exactly in a position to help me 100%, not by himself. So he had to include my auntie in on it. So now not only did he know, but my aunt knew. Pretty sure someone told my grandma too. And I was really, really worried about it getting back to my mom because I'm like, listen, y'all y'all doing a lot of talking right now. Y'all should not be doing this much talking. So my auntie ended up reaching out to me, checking in on me. She wanted me to have a plan. Um, she didn't mind helping me either. She had money as well. They didn't mind helping me, but they needed to know what was the next steps for me. And I didn't know. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't have a plan. Like, I'm continuing to look for work. I'm continuing to reach out and network. But I honestly have no clue. I mean, I'm even at the point where I'm looking to work overnight somewhere. And that would have been a big move for me because I have my son during the day. So my thing was, if I worked overnight, then the next day, I wouldn't really be able to 
interact with him or pay attention to him because I'm trying to sleep because I got to work tonight. So I didn't really want to do that, but I was at the point where I would have done that if I had to. So I speak with my aunt. We're talking about it. She needed me to have a plan. I let her know I could come up with something, but honestly, I don't really have a plan only because this is led by God. What I will say is my aunt and my uncle, their success, though it is gifted to them by God, they may not see it that way. My grandmother raised them to be hard workers, network and work hard, and this is how you get what you want to get. I don't live that way. I live by God. I, I don't. First off, I don't believe in the hustle mentality. If I had to chase a bag, I just don't even want it. Like, I'm not chasing no bag. I'm not chasing no man. I'm not chasing nothing because I feel like God, if I get into a position, God will bring me to everything that I need, whether it's a person, whether it's money, whether it's an opportunity. He's going to bring it to me. I don't have to run after it. I don't have to hustle for it. However, my family does not see things that way. So they needed me to have a plan. So I had to come up with a plan. <laughs> I had to come up with a plan. I ended up sending it to my aunt on January 12th. This is what I need from you, and this is what my plan is. The next day, she let me know she couldn't do it. And so I'm not going to lie, y'all. I felt a certain type of way because for starters, um, one of the reasons that neither one of them ended up being able to help me was my aunt just recently purchased a new house and my uncle, he knew his taxes was coming up. So he pays his taxes at the beginning of every year, like January. So both of y'all knew this was going on and y'all had me to come to y'all and spill my heart and be like extra vulnerable because everybody they kept saying stop being prideful stop being prideful tell us what you need and then i and my aunt she asked for me to write down like all my bills write down all my expenses she asked let me know if you have anything coming up like write down everything they asked me to do this and then the very next day they're like i can't help and i'm just like i wish i wouldn't have said anything because Dealing with them actually made what I was going through like 20 times harder. And I voiced that th to them as well. Like they stressed me out so much. And I, I really began to understand why God didn't want me to tell anybody. Because the extra stress will cause me to go back and forth. And my faith was already wavering. I was already on the fence because I just didn't understand why he would call me to do something like this. And so when you're dealing with people who think like people and, and they need explanations and they need all this extra stuff that you cannot give because you are not, you are no longer thinking like a person. You are allowing God to lead you and you're just following. It caused extra stress on me. So that was one reason why I was upset because why you ask me all that and then the next day you tell me you can't help me. Like, come on. So that's one reason. But also another reason why I felt a certain type of way was because in the past, they have been able to help both of my sisters. One sister at some point in time needed my uncle to buy groceries for her. Another sister asked my uncle to buy her a Raw Wave concert ticket. Both of them had the money at the time, but they just didn't use it. They didn't want to use it. They wanted somebody else to do for them. At one point in time, my uncle 
had flew both of my sisters out on separate occasions. He blew, he flew both of my sisters out to him. I've never been out there. I was never gifted or even asked for anything like that if I wanted to do it. Now, I don't know what the situation was when he flew them out. Well, I knew one of my sisters at one point in time, she was like maintaining his house or something like that while he worked. And but it could have been something that both of my sisters did. But either way, he purchased their flight tickets there and back. And of course, pay for everything while they was there. So I and I never asked for something. I'm the independent, the responsible, the one that works hard, takes care of her son, takes care of herself, make sure she's good, make sure things are handled. Like I'm that one. And so I really held this misconception that because I'm the one that's least likely to ask for anybody's assistance, that when when I finally am in trouble, everybody are just going to be willing and readily available to assist me. And God had to really humble me with that because just because something is urgent on your end does not mean that it now because becomes somebody priority on their end. We're all living this life. We are all going through something. We are all managing, managing responsibilities and priorities where whatever, whatever they are, because some people priorities is not in the right place, but regardless, they are prioritizing something. And so just because now you are now in trouble and you need help, it does not mean people are going to be eager and ready to help you. And it does not mean that they are wrong in that. And I had to really, really be humbled in that. It does not mean that they are wrong if they cannot help you and if they just choose not to help you. Because you know what? Sometimes we overstep when we try to help people. Sometimes God has placed people in a certain position. And if we try to save them, we are now attempting to take on a God role in their life. And you cannot do that. That is the worst thing that you can do. You cannot be so humble and so eager to help people that you try to skip over what God is trying to do in their life. There is... There are some people that I cannot help. It don't matter how rich I get. I could be the richest woman in the world. It is some people that God will not allow me to bless. He will not allow me to touch them and to help them because he is taking them through, through something. He is trying to do something in their life. And whether it's maybe they're in a relationship that they won't let go of. And so God is, um, God is causing a famine in their life. Maybe God is asking them to make a bold faith move and they're not making it. So he is causing their resources to dry up so that they can start leaning on him and they can do what he is calling them to do. You feel what I'm saying? So you cannot always help people. You cannot take on that God role in their life. And that is one of the things and that's one of the reasons why God would not allow my aunt and my uncle to help me. Because he said, what I'm going to do in your life, no man will be able to say they did it. No man will be able to say they saved your house and they paid your mortgage for you. Nobody will be able to say that. And guess what? Nobody is able to say that. God knew what he was doing when he when they when they told me that they couldn't help me. God knew what he was doing. That was me trying to take it back into my hands and try to find assistance outside of God. But I'm telling you, when you walk in this, this life with God and when you partnering with him, 
It don't matter what doors you knock on. If they not for you, he is going to close those doors. It don't matter what doors you try to close. If he wants them open in your life, he's going to open them doors. So just remember that. So on January 13th, when they told me that they couldn't do it, I said, hey, it's, it's fine. I, I promise I got it all figured out. And no, I'm not going to tell you all my plan, but I got it together. In that day, I was really stressed. I cried because I'm just like, God, ain't no way you want me to be in this. Like, I'm miserable. I'm sad. I don't know what to do. Like, there's, I just don't believe that you want this for me. And I, I don't want to say I question whether he loved me or not, but I just... I had no clue what to do, y'all. I'm being honest. I had no clue what to do. So um, I remember at some point, I, my, so my sister, she worked for a grocery store train, and my mom also did on the weekends. So I reached out to one of the managers that were there um, that my sister and my mom both had a good relationship with, and I spoke to him about possibly coming in overnight. Even though I was against it, it, first off, it would have been really quick because he knew my mom and my sister, so I could probably get hired on really fast. And he was willing to work with me when it came to my schedule. Like, I needed to be gone by this time in XYZ. So I was supposed to come meet with him on that Thursday, later on this week. So on the 13th, I, um, I'm crying out to God. I'm upset. And I finally just say to him, well, Lord, like, you have me doing a lot. I want to go to movie to the movies. I want to take my son to the movies, but I want you to buy the ticket. I don't want to buy the ticket. I want you to buy the ticket. And I don't know what happened. <laughs> but I went to the grocery store that day. And I remember I was on the phone with my sister. But when I went into the store, I hung up the phone. And I came into the store and this lady, she was grabbing a cart and she was walking in and she was staring at me. And I was like, why is she staring at me like that? But I said, let me not have an attitude. So I go grab my cart, go grocery shopping and stuff like that. And then I go get in line. I'm putting my groceries in my cart and God just tells me before I even look up and see what's going on. He tells me to pay for the person's groceries behind me. And I'm like. Why would I pay for their groceries? I need somebody to pay for my groceries. But, and, and I kept questioning him and he was like, listen, you don't have time to continue hesitating and delay. Just pay for her groceries. So I turned around and it happened to be the same lady that I had seen coming in that was staring at me. So I told the cashier, I'm going to pay for her groceries. And the lady said, looked at me, she said, what? And I said, I'm going to go ahead and pay for your stuff. You can place the stuff up here. So the cashier, she's like, wow, like I've never seen nothing like that before. She's like, that's really nice. And I'm like, listen, I don't know what's happening. Like, this is just God. I don't want to be disobedient. I don't want to delay in my obedience. God told me to do it, so I'm going to do it. And the ladies, the cashier start crying. I start crying. The lady um, whose groceries I'm paying for, she's just looking at me and she tells me, I want you to wait a minute. So we wait, and she ends up taking $20 out, and she gives it to me. But she walks me over to the door, and she said, what you just said about your obedience? She said, I seen you when, when you came in, 
and I looked at you and God told me to tell you that he loves you. But I got distracted because my husband was in the parking lot. So I got distracted and I didn't do it. I wasn't obedient. But he wants me to tell you that he loves you. And I just break down crying. And she's like, this morning I had to get some stuff. And I told God, I don't know how I'm going to pay for this stuff, God. But if you want me to get it, I'm going to have it. And you just pay for my stuff. And what she didn't realize was I had just asked God um, for the mo- for the money to go to the movies that day. And that's what she gave me. She gave me the money to buy tickets for me and my son. That moment was a lot for me. I cried for some time afterwards. After that, I, um, I FaceTimed my granddad. So he's just like, Mama, you look beautiful today. And your hair, I like your hair. And he's just like complimenting me. And that just warmed my soul so much more. Like it just made me feel so good. So, you know, I get in the car. After we disconnect, I get in the car and I continue praying and just thanking God. Because I knew that that was him. Regardless of what had, I, I knew it was him. So let's fast forward a couple days later. I'm supposed to go meet the manager at my sister's job. Now, after some somewhere in those couple days before the meeting goes, I feel like I'm doing something bad. Like I just feel like I'm doing something wrong. And so I say, God, if this is not for me to do, I need you to close the door on it. Because you know me, you know I feel like I need a job and I need to get money right now. I'm just moving. I'm not really sitting still like you would want me to do. So if this is not for me to do, I need you to close the door on it. So I called the manager and I said, hey, um, is is today still a good time? Because I'm going to be leaving about 30 minutes and I'll come speak with you. And he goes, do you want to do it another day? And I started laughing. I'm like, well, I assume you want me to do it another day since you suggested that. And he's like, yeah, just come back next Tuesday. So we scheduled to come back next Tuesday. I knew then God was telling me to close that door. I knew then he was saying, don't do that. But it's still just kind of like, well, what you want me to do then? Like, I don't have a lot of options. I don't have jobs pouring in. I don't have anybody from the applications that I'm putting in. I don't have anybody calling me. So I'm like, well, what am I supposed to do? So that all of that was on the 15th. So on the 15th, I just start typing some stuff up on my laptop. I just start making a list of stuff that I should be doing, that I could be doing. Just a list of things, trying to prepare, trying to plan, trying to establish a routine. Um, and, and just get myself in order as best as I can. Um And the next day, on the 16th, I just feel God tell me that I need to tell my mom. Now, my job, I quit my job October 4th. It is now January 16th. I had not told my mother at all. And all of a sudden, this day, he just tells me that I need to tell her. And again, I didn't know if it was my own anxiety or my own nerves trying to push me to do that. And I prayed to him and I said, well, God... If this is something that you want me to do, I need you to have her come talk to me about working. Like, that's how I know. Because my mom ain't said nothing to me about working this whole time. So I'm like, if it's for me to talk to her about it, I need you to have her come to me. 
later on that evening, my mom, we're talking about the um, the grocery store job. And my mom says, you sure you want to work overnight? Because that's going to be a lot for you. And I just felt, I felt the heart tug say it's time. So I tell her, well, no, I don't really want to do it. But I quit my job in October. So I have not worked. I need money. I've been holding this in from you. I feel like I've lied to you. I feel bad. Just a lot. Now, it was hard for my mom to know that I wasn't working because while my mom stays here, she does help out with the utility bills. So our utilities were always on. We've never been without water or gas or power or any or internet or anything like that. So she had no reason to suspect that I wasn't working. But now that I told her, now she knew. And she just, you know, nodded her head. And I can't remember what she said to me, but it was the exact opposite of what I thought that I was get gonna get. Like the reaction that my aunt and my uncle gave me, that's what I thought I was gonna get from my mom. The panicking, the you need a plan, what you gonna do with X, Y, Z. That's what I thought was going to come from my mom. And that's why I didn't tell her because I was already on edge emotionally, mentally, spiritually. I felt like I was going insane. Like I was so depressed about the situation. There were some moments where I didn't believe in God. And I actually thought that maybe I needed mental health and that I was hearing voices in my head. Like that's how bad it had got for me that. I just couldn't believe that I was on this kind of journey. And I started questioning everything because what same person leaves their job like that with nothing else lined up, knowing they don't have any money to fall back on, knowing they have no other financial assistance and they don't tell anybody like nobody does that. Only a crazy person would do something like that. So I tell her she's calm. It gives me so much peace and so much comfort to know that she does not act any way in the way that I thought she was going to act. And I know that that was nobody but God. I don't know exactly what he was trying to tell me in that moment, but I know that it was him because that's not my mama personality. My mama is like a the sky is falling type person. It's not for her to be calm like that. So I know that that was him. And I know he was letting me know we are going to be fine. However, I I didn't feel secure in that. I didn't feel secure in that. So the next day is January 17th. Um, I told y'all one of the way God speaks to me is through people on YouTube. So I was listening to one of my usual YouTube people and I saw that she opened up a coaching coaching calls for people so you can schedule appointments. I have never felt led to do that because I just felt like if I had issues and I want to talk, I would get to a therapist. But a lot of what I do in my life and a lot of how I allow, allow God to guide me, most people wouldn't really understand that. And I just didn't feel like it, it was best to even go to therapy about that. But anyways... I felt God pushing me to open and do a coaching call with her. 
So I scheduled a call for the 20th. We speak on the 20th and I'm just letting her know like everything that's going on and how God is speaking to me and how I'm feeling. And one of the things that she asked is, what has he told you to do? Like, if you think, what's the first thing that pops up to your mind when I ask you that question? And I just think about my book. Now, I did not mention to y'all that God has told me that I'm going to be a writer. And so he started instructing me to write. I started my first book in November 2021. Um, It is the book about my journey to loving myself and and how I got through that. Just pretty much the steps, pretty much my experience with it. So I'm thinking it's that book. But I'm like, that book is not even about to be released right now. So it can't be that. So she was like, well, whatever you're doing, it's it's that. Like, go back to that. Go back to the last thing that he told you to do. So um, I completely disregard that book because ain't no way he want me to do that book right now. So I go back to the list that I had started on the 15th. And as I'm just typing in that, God tells me the answer is in here. The answer is in here. So I have no clue what he means, what he meant when he told me that. But can I tell you that that list has turned into a book? So that book is called Wait for Tomorrow, Living Today. And it is pretty much the journey, everything that I experienced starting, I say January, starting January to now, all the lessons that I've learned, um, all the mistakes that I've made, just, just everything, just everything. But I had no clue when I started that list that it was going to turn into another book. I was really just typing stuff into a Word document, just trying to remember what God told me, trying to make sure I hadn't left anything out. So I'm going to talk more about the book in the next episode, but I want to leave y'all with this. The jewel of the day is be obedient, but look for God in everything, whether it's big or small. Look for God in everything, whether it is big or small. God shows up in the biggest battles and in the smallest arguments. He is everywhere. But you have to have the eyes to see that in the ears to hear that in the heart to receive that. Had I not listened to him when he told me to pay for that lady's groceries behind me, I would have missed him. Had had I not asked, even asked him, like, God, I want to go to the movies. Can you pay for it? I would have missed him in that. I would have missed him answering the small prayers. And see, everybody just likes to talk about God and the big prayers. Like, God saved my house and God gave me a new job. But what about when you're driving and you missed a turn and you really need to get into the next lane, but you can't and you're willing to go all the way around, but the car beside you, they don't go when they're supposed to. So you're able to get in front of them. Or what about when you say, oh, I need $10 um, to buy a pizza 
and then you go into the pizza place and somebody has paid for your order or they have a coupon or something like that and you end up getting a pizza free. Like, look for God in everything. That's not good luck. That's not, oh, you was just in the right place at the right time. No, you allow God to lead you to where you needed to be. You allow God to position you where you needed to be in order for you to have an encounter with him. Those are encounters with God. He is just using specific people and places and opportunities for you to encounter him, for you to see him, for you to see his hand. He knows what we need when we need it. He knows when our hearts are troubled and when our faith is weary and when our, our when we're just not there, when we are struggling to trust him. And he will show up in that moment and he will reveal himself. He will reveal who he is and who he wants to be in your life. You just have to look for him. You just have to allow yourself to see him. Move out of your own way. And instead of just thinking that he's just this person who's going to provide these huge miracles, see him in the small things as well. Know that he is listening to your cries. Know that he is listening to your prayers. He hears you and he wants nothing more but to bless you. Receive the blessing in any way that it comes. It's not going to always be big. So y'all, that concludes the second episode in the Being Faithful in Confusion series. If you've stayed here this long, again, you're a real one. I thank you for listening to my testimony. Um, as I continue getting these things out, y'all, I just thank y'all for just being an audience to what God has done for me and just allow me to testify to y'all about who he is, because ultimately that's all I want. I just want for y'all to know who God is. If he could do this for me, little old me, a nobody, he can most definitely do it for you. And he will do it for you. Just be obedient and look for him in the big and the small things. Peace, love, and blessings to you guys. And I will see y'all on the next episode.